Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill. I'm back finally from the road. You're not kidding. Is Steve Peters. Finally. You know, it was a Got off it, the plane today, fresh off the plane. Like just now, and through <laughs> another Uber ride, like planes and Ubers, like planes, trains, and automobiles. And today, ironically and comically, I had to get home to Phoenix. I had to go through Denver. So I had a flight <laughs> booked to Denver for game Was seven. Was it the same flight? No. Oh. Thank goodness, because I got a really, really early flight. So I've been up since, yeah, early. I think it was 3 o'clock Arizona time. Now I'm tired. Yeah, it's bedtime. But anyway, the good news is I'm back and um, got to see a lot of hockey, got to be around a lot of cool hockey people. It was a lot of fun. And now it, it segues perfectly right into the draft. Um, and you really got to see over these last few weeks how important the draft is. You know, when, yeah. you, when you look at the Colorado Avalanche and, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, you go, okay. The draft's pretty important, and you need to get those key pieces through the draft. I mean, you can you can sprinkle in some free agents. You can sprinkle in a goalie. Well, in Colorado's case and Tampa's case, they drafted theirs. But you really do need to build a winning team through the draft. And, and honestly, no team in the history of the NHL has more picks in the first three rounds than the Arizona Coyotes do this year. I don't know why, why there's so much hate about, about the Coyotes. Like I know. So I so we're going to get into all of it today. We are going to talk about last night's the Stanley Cup win um, and go into all of that. Um, and by the way, Craig is not with on the podcast today because his family, unfortunately, has to say goodbye to their 17-year-old dog, Bo, today. So he's spending the day with his family. So sending well wishes to the Morgan family. That's such a hard thing to do. Um, thinking of them today but um, yeah the there's been a lot of hate on Twitter <laughs> today because one of the big things about the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup last night was that the Colorado Avalanche finished in last place five seasons ago and obviously you know it, there's a lot of things that had to align for the Colorado Avalanche to get to where they are today and the, some of the players who were drafted that are part of the core of this team, it's been 11, 10 years, you know, 10 or 11 wow. years. So it's a long time. It's it's not like this just all of a sudden happened in the last five years. That's not what we're trying to say at all. However, what we're trying to say is there's hope. And I don't know why people can't accept the possibility of hope. And, and oh, like, where's the Coyotes McKinnon? Where's the Coyotes McCarr? Uh, well, probably in the draft somewhere <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly i'm not we're not saying that they have them right now there's some pieces right now that hopefully will be part of the coyote success um in a few years clayton keller lawson kraus etc but nobody's trying to argue that the coyotes have the core now <laughs> but the coyotes have 10 draft picks in next week 10 yeah seven and in the first 45 it's just so easy to just let's pick on the coyotes again. Let's just pick on the coyotes but again. Some of it is coyotes fans. <laughs> I, I, just I tell you have what. some hope. Allow yourself. Allow yeah, yourself to have some it's joy. It's okay to have some hope. And, and not just hope in the team, but hope in an arena. Like the, the the hope of all of the things to come here. Yeah, we're not saying they're gonna want to stand like up in the next five years. I, I don't think we're saying that. I just no. say that they're building the blocks 
to become a playoff team first. And then they get yeah. in the playoff team. Then build a winner from here. Again, you talk about Colorado, and it wasn't just the 2016-17 Colorado Avalanche that finished with 48 points. By the way, the Coyotes finished with 58 this, this year? year, I thought it, so, I think it was 56, maybe. 50, no, it's maybe 57. How about that? Are you Googling? Are you Googling? Yeah. Okay. It's been, it feels like the season for the I Coyotes know. ended like a year ago. <laughs> Just ready for opening day right now. Don't even say that. But 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 you go back even a couple years prior to that in their division in the Central, they were seventh out of seven in 2014-15. They were fifth out of five teams in the Northwest Division in 12-13. They were last in the Northwest Division in 8-9. Like, see a pattern here like they were they were last in their division several times over that span from 0809 up through that season in 1617 and i think that's it just proves the point you, you need to be bad to be good you got to get bad to get those picks and we talk about mccarr well the Cowboys don't have a number one pick mccarr is a four he's a four he's a fourth pick overall Cowboys have a third pick overall so let's relax. It's going to be a good thing. Let the draft happen and let's be excited about it. Absolutely. Please. Um, I just looked it up. The Coyotes had 57 points. So one in between what you and I were saying, yeah, Hey, it was the, it was the average of the two. Right. Um, okay. But yeah. So I, I don't know why people just, just, you know, let's see what happens. Obviously they need to hit on some of them. There's still a long way to go. We're not saying it. Let's just yeah, but this is the time. Hopeful. This is this is a team to be inspired by. But then, and then people are making the arguments. Well, this the Colorado Avalanche have already won cups. Yeah, twenty one years ago. That has nothing to do with today. And then yeah, people were arguing. Points, right? Well, they're playing in the ASU's arena. Okay, ASU's arena has no impact on if the team will be good or not. <laughs> yeah, again, like, it's just unbelievable. But anyway, yeah. it's guess. all things we've talked about. You're absolutely right. You're right. This isn't going to start next October. This isn't going to be, hey, the dynasty is going to go from Tampa to Colorado to Arizona. <laughs> We're not saying that. What we are saying is now that the Cup's been awarded, everybody's on even, even playing field getting ready into next season. And for the Arizona Coyotes and their fans and their staff and their players, this is about the draft. And please just be happy about a little bit of hope. For once, you know, and yes, they've had some some difficulties in the drafts in the past. We've talked about it on this show many times. Yes, they have, but they've never had this many picks. And they've never had this staff drafting, like this scouting staff with this GM. 100%. And this many picks, like all of those things aligning. So, yeah. And just again, just the, the word of the year, and I think that should be our t shirt next year, is just hope. Like, just have hope. And, and you know what? With a good young team like that, and they, and a lot of the guys they draft right now aren't going to play next year. But when they do finally crack the lineup, and Dylan Gunther's there, it's going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to beat. They're going to lose some hockey games, but they're going to be fun. They're going to be fast. They're going to be exciting to watch. Embrace it now because that's what McKinnon. Landis Gog and Rantanen were five, six years ago. Yep. They were young. Oh my gosh, they were young and fun to watch. You know, just have hope in the future and the process. Believe in the process. Now, yep. if they go screw up the draft and we get a bunch of guys that are busts, okay, well then. Yeah, then we can judge in retrospect, yes. but we can't judge something that hasn't happened yet. Right. And and also the the point of the draft is to draft the core. A winning team is not all drafted players. We saw that when we looked at Tampa and Colorado and how those teams were built. Some were built more in the draft. Some were built more in free agency and trades. But it's it's a combination of the two. And that's what makes 
you know, a, a GM's job so hard is trying to build the perfect team at the perfect time. And that's what Joe Sackick was finally successful in last night. So let's talk a little bit about last night's game. Um, I always get emotional when the Stanley Cup is presented. And, you know, a lot of great storylines there for Colorado. But let's start with the tie-in to the Arizona Coyotes, which is that Darcy Kemper is a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, it, it's you you root for a guy like Darcy Kemper and, and people that know him or, or the fans that followed him here in Arizona. He's a good person. He's a good teammate. He's a guy that you can root for. Um, everybody's sad to see him go, but I think everybody understood that this was not the time and place that, that you needed a Darcy Kemper backstopping your team. So it was time for him to move on. Um, there was a concern. It was a concern for the Colorado Avalanche. They, they lost Guru Bauer that they thought was the guy that was going to get them over the hump and finally get them some success that they needed in the playoffs. And it, you know what? He, he gave up a couple of big goals against Vegas, and all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs. And you go, uh-oh, maybe he's not the guy. And, and by the way, I'm leaving. I'm going to Seattle. So, you know, it's a, it is an unbelievable moment for the kid for Darcy Kemper as the player, I'm really happy for him. Like to have that kind of success after he, you know, there were some naysayers, including me that said that this was going to be the difference in the series. It was going to be Vasilevsky versus Kemper. And I think Vasilevsky was going to come up on top. I said that. So I clearly I'm wrong. So I'll get that out of the way first. Um, but you predicting a goalie situation wrong. Who would yeah, have thought? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Write that one down. Um, <laughs> but he, but you, you look at his series and there was the one game you go, Oh, oh, he's in trouble. And even in game five, he gave up that long shot by, by Ruda and you go, Oh, oh that's not a or the goal, goal. He gave up four minutes in last night. Yeah, exactly. So you start to go, Oh, oh there's going to be trouble, but you know what? And he didn't have much work in the third period, but he made one big save and Against that's all he needed to make. Yep. That's all he needed to make. He needed that one big save. So I'm happy for him, but let's get back to this position. Let's be happy for this organization too. Cause Bill Armstrong held out and was able to get a first round pick for Darcy Kemper that we didn't think he would get. And he did. So he got that first round pick. And now with the Stanley cup, they had add a third round pick in 2014, 2024 so, or 2020. <laughs> what did I just say? 2014. Yeah, 2014. This is how you know you haven't slept much. Yeah, in the last it is so bad. It is so bad. <laughs> PD went oh, to bed man. at 4am last night. I know it was not good. I went up, but went to bed at four and got up at six. So I'm a little, little tired right now. There's a lot <laughs> oh. going on in Tampa last night. Yeah. Um, but it, but it just shows that Kemper, there's so many good things that come out of it. Good for the kid. Good for the, their organizations clearly thrilled. They were so thrilled that they're willing to give another draft pick up if they win the cup thinking, okay, if we win the cup, we'll be happy. Here's our pick. Yeah. It's at that point. You don't care. Yeah. It's just let's... HK. Here's your pick. Yeah. So, and it's a win for the Coyotes because not only, I know it seems like a long way away, but one of the things the concern is when you have all these picks in 2022 is you, you, you have to start thinking of the future. You want to have these picks stacked up you know for a long way into the future so yeah yeah exactly and the difference between the coyotes picking 31st and 32nd this year like it's not yeah like it's not, oh no they're picking one later exactly There's, who cares it, that's not as much of a difference as is getting an entire extra draft pick um a few on the line. and who knows who you'll hit on in the third round so maybe one day we'll look back and say could you believe that the stanley that the guy. colorado avalanche winning that cub got the coyotes so this and guy. so and that could yeah. be you know someone who's a could be the next year's palat like yeah Andre like Palat, you never know so that's what's really exciting about it and that's um, why we're excited about the draft and then yeah. not just this year but for years to come they've stacked up so many draft picks 
that you know what you trade him for another player or you trade him for a higher pick or you trade him for a prospect i mean there's so much that bill armstrong has the freedom to do because of these picks and now darcy kemper just got them another one with an outstanding performance i am you know you go back to the game last night i'm not too surprised that colorado couldn't get that win at home when you're at home i don't know if you listened to Messi and chelios talking before about um um, you know, the pressure at home and there's so many distractions and so much noise. And I think that really caught up to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another, <laughs> there's just so many things to get to from the game and them winning. Um, Nazem Kadri in a post-game interview <laughs> said, everyone who thought I was a liability in the playoffs can kiss my ass. And I just love that so much. Um, you know, Kadri's been through so much as a player. He's been through so much as a person. And I was really, especially as someone who has, you know, I, 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 Toronto Maple Leafs are on my list of teams that are, I like, and he was a Leaf and I like Nas and Kadri. So I was really happy to see him win and, and come back. And he said he couldn't even tie his skates. Like just the sacrifices that, these players go through for this it's unbelievable and both sides had that and that was one of the biggest stories is all of the the people that you know you had Sorelli that was was on his last thing Berkowski doesn't get back into the lineup but you had so many players limping around and you saw Nichuskin with his foot injuries and people were just like it's amazing how hard this is like I, I look at myself and how hard and tired and I didn't play I sat down and watched the game on TV. Like, these guys are playing. I can't imagine them going to the rink. And you had the same travels schedule Ex- as them. Exactly. Except I, maybe I can't they were flying, they flying private and you were flying commercial. But, yeah, but other but than you, that, it's- And you look at Kadri, what an important piece of this series he becomes. Like, you weren't even sure he was going to play in the series at all. And then the game he does come back, he gets the game-winning goal in overtime. And he becomes clearly a factor. I mean, he's getting multiple shots on goal. And he just brings that element of hard work. He brings that element of shit disturber a little bit. And it was something that they were missing um, when he was out of the lineup. And he helped bring him over the top. And I think there were so many players that did that, that that helped them get over the hump. And, and I still believed, even with two minutes to go, I still believed that Tampa had a chance. I still believed that this is how their story is going to be written. This is somebody's going to make that play. Somebody's going to do something, you know? And I just was waiting for it. And all of a sudden you go, Shit, they're not getting the puck. Like they're not getting the puck in the in the offensive zone. Like, holy shit, Colorado's gonna win this thing. Like they defended so well that last 20 minutes. That was one was of the phenomenal. best periods of like most dominant periods of hockey I've ever seen. Yeah, they were they were they were so good. And it was I was always worried about this team being beating themselves. We talked about that, that they were going to make mistakes and they were going to be the ones giving turnovers and they were going, you know, they're, they're less experienced in this situation than Tampa and Tampa was just going to find a way to win. And I tell you what, that third period, if you go back and watch that, they willed their way through that. Like they were blocking shots. They were chipping pucks out over the blue line. Guys were diving around trying to protect their, their net front. It was amazing. They earned it. They really did earn it. And I, I just... Do I think Tampa Bay's done and that's the end of their run? No, I think they're a really good team. Do I expect them back in the Stanley Cup Finals again? Gosh, that's a that's a that's a really tall order and that's a hard task to get that far. Let's wait. Let's let's soak this in for a minute. But Colorado earned it last night. Darcy Kemper made the huge save that he needed to make. McKinnon before the game, people were questioning him. He had one goal. 
could he be a factor in this game? He was a huge factor in this game. Yeah. Like, he, I, I thought he, he shined was, when he needed to. 100% agree. He was so did Kemper. All the stars shine when they needed to in this game. Yep. They did. And, and, and for McKinnon, we talked about one five on five goal through the entire um, series, and he, and he ends up getting one last night that ties the game at 1 1. So it was incredibly important. Um, and he was a superstar. Makar, I mean, <laughs> talk about a superstar. Yeah. It, it, you looked at he, the accolades. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, he, so first of all, a few things he, in the last four years, Kale McCarr has a Hobie Baker, a Calder, a Norris, a Conn Smythe and a Stanley cup. He's 23. I know. That's unreal. That's on. That's unreal. What, what, what did I, I do at 23? I know. I was trying to think of what my, my 23. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. And he had, I, I will say this in the finals. He was really good. He was really good prior to the finals. He was outstanding. Like I, I think he was. He good. wasn't as good from game three to. It wasn't so, as dominant. Yeah, he like game three, four, five. He didn't have as good of a playoff as he had before that, but it didn't preclude him from winning the Conn Smythe, which I still think that he deserved. And um, he's actually the first unanimous winner of the Conn Smythe since the Professional Hockey Writers Association began revealing their playoff MVP tabulations five seasons ago. So I mean, I'm sure there have been some in history, but at least in the last, the first one in the last five years, at least it's been unanimous. He was voted first place by all 18 voters, which for 18 people to be on the same page about something is very hard to do. Um, So he, he definitely deserved that award. Yeah. And, and again, we go back to his, when he, when he gets the puck, there is nobody that skates, in the game right now, like he does through the zone. I mean, oh, there's there's McDavid. He's got that straight ahead speed. McKinnon's got that speed of a bull. McCarr changes speeds and changes directions so quickly that he can go from his right to his left, and he he he's so agile on his feet for a big guy. It's absolutely amazing. And he you go through the playoffs and I mean, twenty nine points for a defenseman in twenty games and a That's plus unbelievable. Seven. He had one point four five points per game. As a defenseman, it's insane. Like he, and he's twenty three. So this is a team that you go McKinnon. They're still young. I mean, they're, they're still young. Tampa's Tampa's core is starting to get older, and that's where you yeah. go. Oh, oh, their window might be closing. But for Colorado, man, I oh, talk I mean, about hope. Yeah, where where do you go? Like, what's you know they probably lose Kadri, probably, but the core still together. I mean, Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr. Um, what happens with the goaltender? Does he get signed now? I, I don't know. Like, there's still a, f- a few questions. But Tampa had to go through that every year, too. They had to fill in one or two pieces. You had to find a way to get through the salary cap. You had to find a way to fill holes when you lost guys to free agency. And I think Colorado is going to be no different other than they've got that core. You know, Miko Ranton and Landgog McKinnon are all signed for next season. So, yeah. At the back end, you still got Makar, Sam Gerrard, who was hurt for the whole playoffs. And imagine if he would have been in the lineup. My goodness, yeah. and Devin Taves, Devon Taves is still back. Like they've got that core yeah. and, group. And Bowen Byram had an amazing yeah. game last night. Like he and he's gone through a lot of stuff. And he, you know, like it hasn't had the easiest path or maybe the most direct path that people thought he might have given his talent. But again, in the moment that he needed to step up, he did. And with Gerard out, he really stepped up. 
You know, it, it's yeah, just unbelievable 21. to see. Yeah, he's tw- like, 21. <laughs> you know, Sam Gerrard's 24. You got Kalen uh, Carr's 23. Like, meh. like it, this is a young team, especially on the back end. But the holes getting into next year, can they sign Kemper? I don't know. I don't know what the situation's like. I don't know what they're asking. I don't know what that looks like. Kemper's going to be the most sought after free agent goalie in the market. I would have to think he just won a Stanley Cup. So you'd have to think that he's the guy that other people are going to look at. He's 32 years old. He's still got good years left in him. That's going to be a big piece. And the other big piece for me that they're going to lose, I mean, uh, Artur Lekkonen's an RFA. He'll get re-signed. But you've got players like Burkowski, who's a UFA now, Kadri and Nachuskin. Like those wow. three players to me, like Valerie Nachuskin to me was an absolute beast during the playoffs. Got big goals at big moments. He's a free agent. So, I mean, they're going to try to sign some of them but they can't sign all of them. And I know Nachuskin's going to get paid because he earned it. Um, so we'll see. It's it's one of those things. You try to keep the core guys that got you there together, and then you sprinkle in the pieces, and Joe Sackey's already proved he can do that. So I, I don't see the central vision that the Coyotes are, are now a part of, unless they move to the East. I'm wondering if they're moving to the East next year just to make it more difficult for the Coyotes. They're moving you know, to the at this no, point, nothing surprised me. But you know, know. what, Petey, if they move to the East, all the games would be at 4 o'clock our time. Oh, sign us up. We are in. <laughs> <laughs> we can get the senior the special at 4 peaks. But it would be good for us. Yeah, Craig and I can get the senior discount at the 5 o'clock meal at 4 peaks. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it, it, you know, you start to look ahead to, to next year because that's what you do when the season is over and the Coyotes are in the same division as Colorado. And, Unfortunately for the Coyotes, they're just not quite ready to compete at this level. Although they did have a winning record against the Stanley Cup champions this year. They did. I forgot about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the Coyotes aren't quite ready. We're not saying they are. Kind of going back to our earlier conversation, Colorado, we're talking about their core. The Coyotes are still building theirs, which they'll start to chip away at next week at the draft. Um, And now that the season is officially over, DraftKings has released odds already for next year. Um, to win the Stanley Cup and opening up it's June 27th today so opening up the Arizona Coyotes have the worst odds to win the Stanley Cup at plus 50,000 the Colorado Avalanche have the best odds at plus 400 (laughs) so a little bit of a disparity there in terms of uh, in terms of numbers but it is you know, cool that you can already put money down so early. Like there's people who said, oh my gosh, I had the abs before the year even started and you can make some really good money, um, which is really fun to do on DraftKings. I unfortunately lost a lot of my bets recently because I thought Colorado would get it done in game five and they did not. But that's okay because there's so many other ways to make money back and I probably will not be betting on the Coyotes to win the Stanley Cup next year at plus 50,000. But for some reason, they did. What good odds? That's a great. <laughs> what yeah, what, what yeah. a good return you would get um, for I that one. But for, I might stay. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that at all. Um, but there's so much you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So we hope you take us up on this offer. And I am so I like I'm reading the new ad copy. This is like me being fully transparent, and this is the thing I have to read. So just get ready. It's not. A lot of crazy words. It's just a sentence I would never say. The calf slicer. The Peruvian necktie. <laughs> there are tons of ways to come out on 
on top in the Octagon and for UFC 276, there's one more with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. So, you know, how I just stumbled through that. You don't need to know anything about UFC to win because you just got to bet on them. Um, so this is a great offer for first-time bettors. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. PD. Wow. You dialed into the octagon, Leah. You read that like a I can't word. say I am, but you know, know who is is um producer Sean. So Sean and yeah. Jane. Yes. They Sean know their stuff. I'm not they gonna do. argue with that. They really do. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about from and and we'll listen, we still have a lot of off season to go, so we'll get yes. more into PD's Tales from the Road and we'll get more into Colorado and how they were built and everything like that. But just last night, the game, the win. Were there any yeah. other storylines that you wanted to touch on? No, I think it was really you know it's it's there's a couple things when you watch Eric Johnson get the the wow yeah turn with the cup and and he tears up and you see the emotion and the hard work that he's put in that I think you you could really see how how the emotions take over for a player like that. Like, and you start to flash back on all the things you've been through. And he was last, like he said, four times. And, and the other interview to me that really struck home that I thought was honestly was, was the best interview of the night was John Cooper. I don't know if you got a chance to hear his, uh, his with Kevin. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was, he was, he wasn't a coach saying the, the, you know, the, our backs against the wall and we gave it all our 110%. It wasn't that, he was just a sincere human being in the moment telling how he felt. It was so good. It, it was such a good, such good sound bites from him. And he's, he's just a sincere guy. So I, I thought there were some really touching moments there and watching the families react to it and the moms and dads that were on the ice and they were crying. And it was just, it was really neat. It made me think of little kids out there. Like there were little kids playing and just when their peewee tournament, mom and dad were there. It was, it was that kind of a moment. Mm-hmm. It was really, really a, a, a touching, amazing moment. I don't know if I've ever really hung on and watched that long. Oh, really? I, mean, I always do. That's my favorite yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed to go on for a very long time. I know. I literally can't get enough. It doesn't matter that like, obviously, you know, a team that I've cheered for hasn't won the Stanley Cup in a very long time, but I like, it doesn't matter who wins. I, I love that. I just think it's so special. I think the Stanley Cup itself is so special. Um, but going back to Cooper and one of the things he did say, and he said, I'm not you know, trying to make an excuse, but if this was the regular season, half of our American League team would be in the lineup like that just goes to show how beat up Tampa right. was. But the thing I really liked about Tampa, well, there was two things. One thing I really didn't like about Tampa last night, but I also can't blame them, is they were getting so mad <laughs> and yeah. so frustrated. But, you know, at the same time, it's like the way Colorado was playing it was like smothering them. Um, so. I get why they were feeling frustrated. But going back to the sentiment of Tampa, John Cooper touched on this and Steven Stamkos. And I really like this. They said, like, who said our windows closed? Just because they didn't do a three-peat doesn't mean they're not still in their championship window. Doesn't mean that they still don't have the ability to be a dynasty. You know, who knows? And I and I like that that was their attitude. 
Yeah, because you look at, at Chicago's were years apart. Pittsburgh's were years apart. Like, it's just hang on. I'm not giving up on this team yet. They have too many good players that have that worked too hard. I do feel bad for, for Corey Perry on his third oh my losing gosh. team in consecutive I years. I know people playoffs. hate him, but wow. <laughs> that's, Tell you what, that's... he plays hard. Kid plays hard. He does. And that's yes, just... but there will be a lot more. There's so many stories that, did, and I know people here haven't heard it yet, but we even had a basketball night when I ran into a couple of basketball celebrities on my. We might. Like I think we sports. literally are like have to do an episode just about PD's tales from the road. There's so, so many random people that you run into during the Stanley Cup Finals. It was <laughs> it was really neat, and I will I say what two of them within an hour. Two really big basketball names in Arizona were both. Uh, I both got my picture with, which is yes. fanboyish. I know. Like I didn't take pictures with any of the hockey people, but the basketball people I saw, and I said, oh, I need, "Can I take a picture with you?" So we'll, we'll actually have the pictures and we'll talk about it on an upcoming show. Yes, we'll get to that a little bit later in the week. But Petey, now that you're finally back in Arizona, which Four Peaks beer are you reaching for first? Well, or have I, you I, already I, had one? I, I wouldn't blame I have, you. It's I'm ready. It's either a nap or beer. My favorite is Kilt Lifter. Without, it's not even close. You've got the sign right behind you in the studio. So I would say that. However, after traveling for just over three weeks straight, you don't eat particularly well, and you don't sleep particularly well. So I am going for a guilt lifter, oh, okay. which is also a red ale with fewer calories and fewer carbohydrates. I love that. I, I am not. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, it was a bad, bad, bad. I don't know it's if I hard. saw It's hard vegetables. to eat healthy when you travel. I don't know if I saw too many vegetables in the last three weeks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, ate, I ate very poorly. So I, I, I will be going for a guilt lifter later, which is, well, I tell you, same great taste, just not as many calories. And not as many carbohydrates. There you go. Well, I'm super excited you're back. I really wanted Colorado to win just so you would be back, especially because we are doing our show on Wednesday live from Four Peaks. Um, and not just us. Every single PHNX show will be live on Wednesday at Four Peaks, starting with our show at 11 a.m. We'll be first up on the docket um, and we'll be enjoying some Four Peaks. So if anyone has the day off or gets to work from home and has, you know, a couple hours in their day, Swing by Four Peaks in Tempe um, will be live there. Literally, that's uh, June 29th. So this can we start drinking at 11? Absolutely, we can. Absolutely, we can. We'll be drinking at 11. We'll be talking. It's two o'clock Tampa time. So it's like, yeah, your your body's yeah, who knows? And we'll be talking to Bob McKenzie. And we know Bob McKenzie enjoys his drinks because he has a entire margarita named after him. So we'll be talking to tsn's bob mckenzie on wednesday so excited to have him on talking all things nhl draft it's just a week away so we'll get into all that this coming wednesday while we're at four peaks and also the following week we'll be back at four peaks on thursday july 7th at four o'clock for the official phnx coyotes draft party pd and sean will be there pd will hopefully at that point not be worried about calories and you know it's going to be a three-hour show so all the beers he can drink at Four Peaks. Um, get your tickets today. They're just $5. There's going to be giveaways, deals on food and drink, as well as you can hang out with the PHNX crew will be there, and we'll have some special guests as well. So really, really, really looking forward to a lot of fun events with Four Peaks over the next two weeks. And also another mention about this Wednesday is there will be drink specials if you come in and say you're with PHNX or there for the podcast as well. So Lots of great opportunities to enjoy some Four Peaks. And as always, 21 and over and enjoy those responsibly. 
Petey, before we head out, the Hockey Hall of Fame has announced its inductees for this year, and the Vancouver Canucks were very well represented in this year's class. Roberto Longo, Henrik Sedin, Daniel Sedin, Daniel Alfredson, the the uh, Canucks and Swedish players, and then Rika Salonen. Did I say that right? She's a, a, a woman's player out of Finland. Okay, so we got a lot of uh, Northern Europe representation. And then um, builder Herb Carnegie, who is being honored posthumously. So um, thoughts on this Hockey Hall of Fame class? And I know you can always make the arguments for who didn't yeah. get inducted. We'll, we'll, we'll put that aside because okay. I know that could be a whole other show itself. Yeah. But, but for the players that are inducted, what are your thoughts? <sighs> Sometimes you get a guy and you go, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Patrick Waza, Hall of Famer. Martin Brodeur, Hall of Famer. Huh. This class just doesn't jump out to me like that. I mean, Robert, Roberto Luongo's top five all-time goalie wins. He's got to get into the Hall of Fame. He, he, finishes, he finishes with 489 wins. Just had Eddie Belfort, who was also a Hall of Famer. Mark Andre Fleury is on that list. He'll be a Hall of Famer, Autumn, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Patrick Ron Martin Brodeur, both Hall of Famers. Roberto Luongo is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, he he doesn't win the Stanley Cup. He gets there. He gets the finals. He won Olympic gold. Won Olympic, yeah. Sorry to rub it in. I know, but I'm okay with that. The the Sedin brothers. I mean, statistically, I mean. Is 240 goals, is that a Hall of Famer? I, I guess that's 1,000 points, and I guess if you get to the 1,000 points, that gets you there, I, I guess. And that's where we'll start comparing to some old Coyotes on another show because there are some old Coyotes that have similar points, like incredibly similar points. I, 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 the one thing about the Sedins is that they always came as a set. They were always a pack. I know. You go back to the draft in 99 – they become the number two and three pick overall package to Vancouver. I'm like, they always, I wonder what their careers would have been like if they didn't play together, if they didn't play on a line together, I know. if they didn't play on the team together. I wonder what their career paths would have been. I I know maybe they would have been a different path, but it, but it's so synonymous. Can you imagine having one in the hall of fame? You know, you get Daniel in the hall of fame cause he's got 393 career goals and Henrik doesn't make it cause he only got 240. Like maybe like, I, I don't know. I guess if you have one, you gotta have both. That would be so outrageous though to think like, it would just be so outrageous. Can't split them up. Can't split them up. They're always together. But then, to but then is, is it okay that they're always together? Like, or is one actually better than the other? You know? you know what? One's a goal scorer, one's a playmaker. I guess, yeah. and and I'd say when you when you when they were at their height, when the, when the Sedin brothers were at their height, they were they were just dangerous when they were on the ice together. Like they they, they could they could put up big offensive numbers. I mean, they could. They found each other. They knew where each other was. They they complement each other extremely well on the ice, and. Now they're Hall of Famers. And again, you go back and really look at the numbers, though. We'll see. I don't want to get it too hard, but, you know, you, you want to see if, was there a 50 goal? No, there's one 40 goal season for Daniel. He had one and he had two, three 30 goal seasons. Yeah, it's great. Great. Hall of Famer, though. Hall of Famer is a big deal. Hall of Famer is a big deal. And you look at Henrik, didn't have a 30 goal season at all. 
Um, I had a, I guess he had 112 points when he, which is pretty darn good. They're good players. They're really good players. This isn't a class that you go, oh my gosh, these are all slam dunks. Daniel Alfredson, unbelievably uh, fantastic career with Ottawa. Unbelievable career. And that's a guy that got drafted in the sixth round. So it's another guy that gets into the Hall of Fame drafted yeah, in the look sixth at that. round. Look at us tying it back to our first conversation. Wow. So yeah, great. I've heard nothing but great things about the people. And I think that's important too. So they're great people. I'm just not going, oh, yeah, this is a huge Hall of Fame year. Does that make sense? It totally not, does. I, I, had the same re- I had the same reaction. Like, eh, eh. Yeah. Okay. Excited yeah, for them. Yeah. Thrills, yeah, thrilled for them. Thrilled for great their form. families. Yep. Fantastic. But, eh. Yeah. You know. Fair yeah. enough. Fair just enough. Go, well, just go be, when, when you're sitting at home, everybody, get on your Google. Get on the Google. The Google. And, Look at Keith Kachuk's career points against the two Sidians. Just, just do it. That's all I'll okay. say. Yep. I'll leave it yep. at that. Yeah, I mean that's a whole thing we can get into on a whole other show, but yeah, but not we today. Touch on it because it, it was just uh, announced today. So yep. very exciting for them. Um, an exciting stretch of time for hockey with the Stanley Cup, with the Hockey Hall of Fame announcements, and with the draft next week. So. We still have a ton to talk about, and our off-season coverage does not slow down at all. Craig is still putting out multiple articles a week. He published um, a Q&A with Andre Tourney. He published a piece on a dark horse, maybe, a dark horse pick for the Coyotes. He has more dark horse picks com- coming up later in the week. So check those out on GoPHNet. There will also be video breakdown of the players that he is saying are dark horse possibilities for the Coyotes Um, and tons and tons of video content right now on the website. We got interviews with former and current Coyotes first round draft picks, including Dylan Gunther last week, uh, Mikkel Bodker, Martin Hansel, Connor Murphy, Danny Briere. All of that's exclusive behind the paywall. You have to be a member to get access. And then we also have video breakdowns on prospects on the website as well a few of those are up and more coming this week so be on the lookout for that become a member it's a great time to become a member at gophnext.com sign up for an annual membership get a shirt when you sign up or get a hat or you can try your first month for just 50 cents if you want to sign up from month to month Um, but it's a great time to become a member with the draft next week and all of the coverage we'll have craig and i will be in montreal on the ground, PD and Sean will be live on location at Four Peaks, and we will have a three-hour wall-to-wall coverage draft show, and we'll have another draft show on f- the following day after rounds two through seven with interviews with every single Coyotes pick we'll have exclusive interviews with. So just a ton of stuff coming in the next couple weeks, and of course, Bob McKenzie on Wednesday, which we're thrilled about. So lots of great stuff to look forward to. Can't wait. I will be there at the draft. Can't wait. PD is going to go take a nap, going to go take a shower, going to start some laundry. So, yes, back to real life. (laughs) Back to real life. We're happy you're home, PD. Thanks for all your coverage on the road. Check out the hashtag PD at the playoffs on Twitter. If you missed it, follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. Like and subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And then follow PHNX Sports across all platforms and subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. So you never miss a live show. We'll have another audio episode dropping tomorrow. Back to Trade Talk Tuesday on Tuesdays. And then we'll have 
So a little bit of a different schedule this week. We'll be live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 11 a.m. just to make up for everyone's crazy schedules this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we'll see everyone tomorrow.